Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ope, a podcast, episode 33. We are back for the 2021 Gopher football season. Not just Gopher football, but college football is back. NFL football is back. Oh, we are so damn excited. Welcome to another podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jason O. And I am Griffin, my host. And today, unfortunately, we are short-staffed. Only myself and Griffin are available for a podcast, but that's all right. We'll Unfortunately, uh, we'll see uh, Laurens and Wyatt throughout the season, so don't worry. Uh, they'll be back, but we'll have a very tamed podcast for you uh, today. So looking ahead here, uh, I don't want to bring in the bear of bad news, but we're going to recap the unfortunate 2020 season. Um, so as it implies, we had a not-so-great season. Again, it was during uh, the height of COVID-19. No vaccines were out. Um, high cases were in, uh, were in um, full swing. But we did conclude the 2020 season uh, at 3-4. and four. Uh, Just to look at our current list here uh, on the schedule, our first game of the season was Michigan. It was a very, I'd say, Griffin, a close first half to that game. It was closer than it was, but then, of course, Michigan sort of ran. I, I, no, not sort of. They ran away with the game at the second half. Um, then Maryland, uh, lost on overtime, 44 to 45, missing the extra point. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, next up, the, we won finally, uh, against the Illini, uh, which was a blowout 41 to 14. And then Lovey Smith, I think got fired. That's uh season. Uh, then Iowa, uh, we lost seven to 35. Uh, with I'd say I'd Lorenz would agree, Kirk Ferentz essentially became petty at the tail end of that game. Um, then we won against Purdue on a I would say uh, it was a controversial call, but I'll take our win. So Lorenz, I think Lorenz, and I would he kind of chirped me for it too, but Lorenz would agree that was a good flag. Yeah, I remember Lorenz saying that was a good flag. Yeah, but anyway, it's over. It's in the past. Yep, we're gonna move on. Yep, and we won that game, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, and then we had two canceled games after that. So at Wisconsin uh, was canceled due to not enough players with the Gophers due to COVID protocol. Same thing with Northwestern. And so the next game action our team would return to would be against Nebraska at um, Lincoln. Winning twenty four to seventeen, close game again. We were only, I think, we only had six offensive linemen available that game, or five total. Um, and then, of course, our championship weekend uh, games were against uh, due to the cancellation against Wisconsin, which we lost unfortunately in seventeen to twenty in overtime. But I would we cut honest. I wasn't watching the game in depth. I was in the middle of the Rocky Mountains, driving through curvy roads to get to our hotel for a ski trip during that game so i will say during the spotty reception i'd say that was a close game and it just had to be kicker roll kicker woes that had to do it for us at that game yeah i didn't i didn't watch too much myself but i did end up watching the end with the field goal and obviously it was painful but at the same time wisconsin probably deserved to win that because i just seemed like they wanted it a little bit more but i'm just looking forward to a year now that that's all in the past of you know, no, no extreme COVID protocols and back to having our, you know, first string guys back, yeah. back into the game and ready to go. Yeah. And I will note this as well. Um, what's changed now versus the 2020 season is that I don't care what your political standings are, even though this topic is controversial in terms of the political side, the vaccinations are helping. I will say that vac- vaccines are very important. Being, are being very crucial into reducing COVID tracking protocols um, and, you know, essentially herd immunity. So uh, take it as you will about the vaccine, but I would say it's working some way and somehow for the benefits of the, of the teams playing this season. And, you know, we got to take it uh, as a plus. So, um, so going, uh, Actually, going back to the 2020 season, Griffin, I'd say I was expecting a down year. Uh, I know I, I drank a little bit of Kool-Aid at our, at our first podcast last season that I, I think will go 8-0. and 0, 
But when I saw the COVID tracking situation, such as, you know, our, like we lost Daniel Vialele, like that season, just because of its concerns were COVID. We didn't know Curtis Dunlap Jr. was injured tail end of the 2019 season. Like at, after the bowl game, like they had an operation. Um, and again, like at Nebraska, we only had up to five or six healthy offensive linemen to play against Nebraska. And also in Michigan, we lost our punter, starting kicker, and all of our other start, like special teamers, <laughs> specialists that one game and throughout the season too. Um, so I'd say despite the COVID situation, I think we somehow pieced together a season that can be crucial for growth for like the young players. Like uh, Co Cody Lindbergh, our, our guy that you and I love from Minnesota, from Anoka, uh, was his first season <laughs> as a rookie starter and somehow made the best of it. Uh, and, and from what I've seen, and then Boye grew, grew um, who was another one on the uh, defensive line. Dang it, I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, Asezi Atomawa, uh, 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 Anderson. Not not Asezi. Uh, not MJ. D'Angelo Carter. Oh, D'Angelo Carter. Yeah. Yes, D'Angelo Carter. Number ninety nine, big boy. Yeah, ninety nine, big boy. He was my favorite on the D line. Uh, like you know, just despite like the like the pressure that the D line can't produce, D'Angelo Carter just in there was a monster when he was on the field with uh, Asezi and uh, Boye. But that's just my takes from last season. I think it was like I, I, I was expecting a down year. Unfortunately, it is. It was a down year, but unfortunately, COVID, you know, stopped many things that we think this team is capable of uh, last season. But I don't know. That's my takes from I, last season. I think you could look at it. It could have been a, even for teams that may have done well, they might have just viewed it as a down year just overall to given the situation. But I think it's good that okay, now that our maybe third and fourth stringers that we're playing are realizing like, hey, we, you know, it's the whole next man up mentality, which is why Wisconsin is so good is they can just plug anybody in and boom, they play. Like these third and fourth string guys are, we're getting reps last year that half of us didn't even know their names or like what they were even capable of. But now they're, they're out here getting reps. It's healthy. It's good for them. No one really expected too much out of them. We didn't, I don't think, got too much out of them. But, hey, they got game time. They got experience. That's what they needed. And now we're just moving on to this year. Yep. And I say the tape, too. Uh, I remember the Nebraska game. Uh, we had five uh, five or six offensive linemen. One of the offensive linemen was a one of our, like, big dudes we recruited, um, like, in the 2019 recruiting class or 2018 recruiting class, a redshirt freshman or, or, or actual uh, freshman he came in and worked like I was surprised he was able to like the like, you know, pancake some of the Nebraska defensive D line, despite, you know, having little to no uh, Big Ten ex football experience. So I'd say I, I agree, you know, third, fourth string guys are stepping up and I think they learn a valuable lesson uh, despite, you know, not getting the results they wanted a three and four record and uh, and then the team deciding to forego the bowl game. Uh, last season, but you know, let's it's it's in the it's in the past. So let's head on to the 2021 season. So uh, we have several games this upcoming season. Uh, fortunately, full schedule. We're going to play all 12 games. Hopefully, um, and unfortunately, I, I'm going to be the old alumni about this man. It will forever and always shall be TCF Bank Stadium. Well, I think we, even though we don't want to share the name with U.S. Bank, we can always just call it The Bank. We yep. can just have both of them refer to as The Bank. Yep. But uh, due to the, if, if you, uh, have you been, if any of you fans have been unaware, TCF was acquired by Huntington Bank Stadium, or <laughs> by Huntington Bank. Uh, so now it's going to be moving forward, Huntington Bank Stadium, and this was approved by the region, Board of Regents for the University of Minnesota. So it has a new name, but we will call it the bank. So we have 12 full games and we'll be previewing our first game of the season, which is against currently number four ranked the Ohio State University. Um, this team is returning um, a lot of key pieces, but I will note this. 
Uh, Ryan Day is still the head coach. I think he won the Big Ten last season, correct? Yes, he, they won the Big Ten last season with Justin Fields. Yep. Against yep. Northwestern. Yep. And then uh, got close to the uh, national championship, but lost in the semis. Uh, yeah, they lost semis, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was Clemson. Wait, no. Who were? Dang it! Who were the twenty twenty playoff teams? Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama. Alabama. Yep. There we go. Can't forget about Alabama. Bam. But uh, but yeah, Ohio uh, Ohio State's head coach is still there, Ryan Day. And uh, I the key thing I took away about Ohio State is that they have a new quarterback starting for them. They no longer have Justin Fields, who has played for them for two seasons, the 2019 season and the uh, COVID-riddled 2020 season. So their experienced starter at quarterback is gone. A good chunk of their offensive line is gone, particularly uh, offensive guard Wyatt Davis was drafted by the Minnesota, our own Minnesota Vikings. Um, so him, along with I think one or two more offensive linemen from the Ohio State starting offensive line, um, have graduated. Uh, a few other on the defense have also graduated as well. Um, so there's been some turnover since the 2019 season, like name na uh, names that Griffin and I, Laurens and Wyatt are very familiar with, like J.K. Dobbins, uh, and and all these other great players from Ohio State uh, are gone. But I'd say that's you know our, to our benefit. We're dealing with a very young quarterback uh, or quarterbacks, plural, depending on who they start from Ohio State. And I think that's going to be our key thing is making this quarterback very uncomfortable this season. And we got also get past a very stout uh, and, and reloaded offensive line from Ohio State. Yeah, the uh, I'd say the the pros for the Gophers in this number four Ohio State matchup. The big one would definitely be that this quarterback has not thrown a collegiate pass. Um, the cons is literally it's it's Ohio State. <laughs> no matter who's going to be starting, whether it's a true freshman quarterback that hasn't thrown a pass, or you know, a couple year experienced veteran like Justin Fields who can just throw behind your DBs at any given moment, they're always going to be good. I mean, CJ Stout, this guy was a five-star prospect who was rated as the nation's number two pro style quarterback and a top 50 player. Um, I mean, he's, he did well in his spring game too, 16 of 22 for 185. Um, he was only named the starting quarterback like two days ago or maybe it was even yesterday yeah it's it's very it's very recent apparently uh from what ryan damon noted it was a very strong competition for the quarterback uh for the starting quarterback role and first team reps um so yes this dude will be starting uh for ohio state uh against us week one or week, week zero think, or something like that well he he must have i don't i mean i can't remember for sure because i didn't watch a lot of ohio state game but he had to have appeared in some of the games last year, at least just a little bit, if they just handed the ball off to somebody. Because yeah. I mean, they played like Rutgers, Michigan State. So I'm assuming in those two games, they were prob they probably blew them out. <laughs> and I probably. can't imagine Fields was in more than three quarters. But yeah. I'd have to look that up. But yeah, it's possible. But uh, again, uh, our memories are so bad because we're trying to forget about <laughs> this past COVID <laughs> year or year and a half. So... Um, but no, I think, I think this is going to be a strong showcase for the Gophers. So, uh, the fortunate part about our team coming back, um, we're on offense. Here's our returning start at running back one, Mohammed Ibrahim. Oh wait, no, hang on for Laurence, Mohammed Ibrahim, the runaway locomotive. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. Uh, the Big Ten running back of the year, correct, last season? Correct. Uh, is returning. Um, the one that had like 10 touchdowns in like four games or something, Jason? Yeah, yeah in the limited games he played, he does. He was just like, you know, again, a lot of runaway locomotive. 
uh, during the season. Um, so he returns. Uh, as for the running back room behind him, uh, Trey Potts and Cam Wiley split time at RB2 and 3. Uh, with Trey Potts, unfortunately, dealing with, I believe, injuries last year as well. Um, so uh, experience coming back in that running back room. Uh, then a quarterback, uh, we have our starter, Tanner Morgan, I think returning for his, uh, his senior season with the Golden Gophers, uh, leading us to that ama amazing 2019 season. Uh, regressed a little, of course, in the 2020 season, uh, as, we, as we expected um but he is back he is a very experienced quarterback and especially in the big 10 west he is the most experienced quarterback alongside i think adrian martinez uh in the west behind him is being graham mertz from wisconsin and spencer petrus from iowa um illinois and northwestern will be introducing new starters uh this upcoming season here are your news headlines Whoa. from wc Nope. <laughs> and then offensive line. Oh, everyone's back, man. John Michael Schmitz, uh, Connor Olson for a, a super season, Blaze Andrews, Daniel Fa'alele, Curtis Dunlap Jr., and the, the dudes that were like filling in for them during the past uh, uh, 20, uh, 2020 COVID season are all back. Like we have uh, all starters from the, either the 2019 season or some in the 2020 season are back. They're ready to go. They're hungry. The Minnesota Moving Company is all back. If Muhammad does not get it, or if, if he does not average at least six yards per carry this season, I am going to be disappointed with that <laughs> offensive line. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, experience coming back in the offensive line. Uh, tight end, we are returning uh, Brevin Span forward. The guy that we're, we've been hoping that would become the TJ Hawkinson for the Gophers <laughs> or Noah Fant, but so far we haven't seen it yet. Um, and unfortunately, uh, this was actually more recent news. I believe Bryce Witham retired from football. Yes. Uh, um, so unfortunately, the, uh, the Witham is no longer with us. When he played for us, like a, like a so saying at Tampa, that one-handed catch – to seal a game well he had well he had two really good catches that game yeah the touchdown by seth green and then the one-handed grab by, to, from tanner morgan for that to seal a game correct Un unrelated but i'm still bothered that on like a first and goal on like the one we couldn't punch it in three times I know. it took pass from the one yard line yeah to get it. uh anyway yeah. but yes the, the first down touchdown well that was a great Great role, and uh, then that on the tip of his fingers, fingers. <laughs> hauls it in two two catches, both in the Outback Bowl, both crucial plays, sealed the game. My lord, Very Bryce, awesome. we, we will miss you. Yes. You will be missed. But uh, besides Brevin uh, Span 4, Coke Keith is also back, I believe, for his senior season. The and Red Rock. Correct. Woo! And then behind them, I would be quite honest. I have no clue who are the rest of the tight ends in this group. Um, again, Brevin and Co is our, I say, most experienced guys on that side of the team or in that position group. Um, and then, of course, wide receiver with unfortunate news on this one. Uh, Chris Aubin-Bell is uh, our lone returning starter uh, who has the most game day experience, but he did suffer a leg injury in practice a, couple, a week or two ago. And PJ noted it is a week to week, and it may be soon day to day until our game against Ohio State. Uh, but if we lose him, we lose essentially our best start, our be most experienced and best starter on the wide receiver core. Of course, we we hype we like to hype these guys like Daniel Jackson, and the guys behind Daniel over on the or Mike Mike Brown Stevens, the nephew of the John Legend. Uh, yep. But I I'm concerned with the uh injury for sure uh but i'm just i think we have a very again a very raw wide receiver room again and that we're going to need one of these dudes to step up like some of the rashad baven or tyler johnson in past years but yeah yeah i think daniel jackson i think will definitely be that guy um at least this year for the gophers i think you'll see a lot more playing time 
I think Clay Clay will probably be thrown in as like a maybe like a four string wide receiver four, just kind of throw him in for a down uh, Clay, every couple of Clay Geary, right? Yeah, is that was that what I said? That's what I meant to say. Yeah, Clay. Yeah. So probably yeah. well, if Chris is out, I think Clay, uh, Clay might be the de facto wide receiver three in the slot hmm. potentially. So. In terms of experience, quarterback, running back, offensive line, and tight ends bring back multiple season starters. Um, and wide receiver, I'm just going to give a non-answer for that until we know, learn more about Chris Aubenbell. But we are returning a lot of offensive experience. Then on the defense, same thing. Uh, at linebacker, Mariano Story Marion is back. Braylon Oliver is back from injury. Um, Cody Lindbergh, who started last year, is also uh, seems to be taking some first uh, first second team reps, uh, so fighting for the other linebacker position. Uh, D line: Boye Mafe, D'Angelo Carter, uh, who Thomas else? Rush, Asazi Otomoe, M.J. Anderson, Jalen Logan Redding. I think he played a little bit last Correct. year. Yep. Don't and know then, how much though. Yeah, and uh. We had that Notre Dame transfer. Is he still with us as well? Yeah, Niles Pickney. Yeah. Is that him? No, yeah. uh, not him. Uh, Rashad Cheney. Not Rashad Cheney. Uh, who was the guy that replaced OJ Smith or Simpson a couple years ago during PJ's first season? OJ Simpson? Did you say OJ Simpson? My, my bad. OJ. Uh, <laughs> uh, Micah Du Treadway? Yeah. Is he still? Is Micah still with us or he graduated? Uh, I think. This would be his last year. Okay. So, yeah, Micah do Treadway. I think it's still on the roster, but I could be wrong. Um, but that's the D-line alone <laughs> that's coming back who played 2019 and or the 2020 seasons. Um, line, uh, that's D-line linebackers. Uh, secondary. Um, I blanked on his name. Terrell Smith is back. He better be because he showed some promise. Yes, Terrell Smith. Um, who stealed the Penn State Howard. game? Oh, Jordan Howden. Jordan Howden is also back for his uh, extra season. Corey Durr needs- or Coney Durr is also back as well. Um, I know he was really wanted to improve draft stock last year, but with the NCAA giving another year eligibility, uh, Cody uh, Coney Durr took that opportunity, I believe. Uh, so Coney. Jordan Howden and Terrell Smith, Stop. we believe, are back. And then some probably new faces on the side of the ball as well. We had um, Solomon Brown played a little bit last year, number seven. And then we also had, um, we had another, Just, we had Justice another, Harris. Yeah, Justice Harris as well. So we're bringing back some experienced guys for sure on the D-line. And, oh, we uh, can't forget about Tyler Newbin too. Oh, Tyler Newbin. <laughs> Uh, so many players uh, that played the last two seasons, but uh, excited for I think I'm just excited about the roster. Um, if my my key thing is I I just want Joe Rossi and uh, Mike Sanford to unload at this game, like play like use the plays that our teams can play best and well, and then. You know, I think I, what I'm actually want to look well, actually Griffin. You know what I'm looking forward to, particularly at quarterback with Tanner Morgan. What is that? Now that he had already one season under Mike Sanford's offense, that I want to see him take charge of offense. Like if if something is on the field that he doesn't like, like Mike Sanford called on the uh, on the sideline, like on those poster boards that they usually do and hand signals. I nope. I, I want Tanner Morgan to audible, like. Uh, I I remember the story from like Urban Meyer where like uh, he 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 saw I think when he was at Florida the team he was play, playing against for the national championship did a did it made an audible call a check check which they changed their defense and they stopped Urban Meyer's offense on that first down and they they can convert like that's what I want to see from Terry Morgan if he sees something that he doesn't like on that play or before the, he, they snapped the ball I want an audible or at least adjust something. Uh, take more management of the offense because uh you know i think maybe because i'm too used to like nfl football where they have to make adjustments on the line but i want to see more of that because i think if, if if tanner can do that with the current offense that mike mike has i think 
it would be of great growth his hander, but also his draft stock. Uh, since this is his last season. I would agree. I think that uh, being able to audible and read the defense is a very important part of being a quarterback. And if you can make those adjustments on the fly and prove, not necessarily prove your coach is wrong, but show that you can make smart decisions, um, that would definitely improve your draft stock. So, yep. Uh, but that, that, but that, that, there's that on Tanner for me. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I will be quite honest. Again, I haven't been following Gopher football as I usually did in the past religiously. Um, so I'm just, I have expectations for this team. Like again, we have great I, with the with the roster that we have, and the and all of our coaches did return for the Gopher staff as well. Uh, mostly like coaches wise I think we have a shot to win the Big Ten West but that's me being optimistic about this like I don't know what to expect from our current roster like we we returned a lot of experience but I don't know what to expect like are we gonna expect a 2020 like season where we're we losing these close games because of special teams or are we gonna have a 2019 season where we just pull it out of our hat several times I wouldn't necessarily say pull it out of our hat because I think we had a very, we still had a very solid foundation in our defense still. But yes, I get what you mean. Yeah. What are you looking forward to for this Ohio State game? I am just looking forward to a very close football game. I just want to see Ohio State, even if we're, you know, even if we lose, I hate saying this, but even if we lose, like maybe we're up 14 points at some point. I want to see Ryan Day confused. I want to look on their sideline and see could their coaches in distress. Like what is this Golden Gopher team doing right now that is making yeah. us look bad? Yeah. Um, like the Urban like when Urban Meyer. I, I I don't want to poke fun at this. Uh, I I don't intend it, but like when Urban Meyer had his like head, uh, his uh, uh his uh head injury that or a head operation like cyst, I believe that was affecting him during games where like to see him hunched over, like looking at the play. Like I want to see Ryan day in that kind of distress as well. Like just like looking over, like what the hell are we not doing right against this team? Yeah. I also want to see our defense, um, make CJ Stout very uncomfortable. I want them to hit him legally and hard emphasis on legally, but I want him to feel like he's not welcome inside a big 10 stadium. Because, I mean, he is going to be more of a dual-threat quarterback. And I think, historically, we have not done well against dual-threat quarterbacks. So, as long as we can get Boye, um, Pickney, Carter, uh, Braylon Oliver, get somebody, get a hand in his face, get a get a helmet to his side. I don't care. Get him on the ground. Um and make some good make some good plays on him. That's I don't really know what to expect yet until I kind of see the team that we have this year. And Ohio mm. State will be a good test. There's no easing into this season. It's, it's go hard, you're not, or go, go hard or go home. Exactly. Essentially, exactly. Um, actually, there's what if there's one player I want to see improve, and not by like ta- like football tr- tangibles, like you know, as a starter. But I just want to see Mariano be the leader of the team, but also not having to do any everything himself. Like last year, I think I don't know was was it you, Lawrence, or why that mentioned it. I felt like Mariano did do so much. Like he was overdoing things that he like from his like like his task on the field. Like like he was always out of position. Uh, like, you know, because he's trying to compensate for it like the one of the like the third fourth stringer that blew their assignment or missed their assignment for example and i think with this experienced defense coming back and they know the communication now because he is the guy that makes the audibles on the field i think mariano i think is po- poised for a step up from last season because again he like i think the season before like you know mariano was doing it but you had anton winfield jr uh uh Carter Coughlin, uh, Winston DeLadabadir, Micah Dutreadway, uh, and the other guys on th- that defense that knew what to do. 
uh, versus what we had last year. So I think I, I, I'm excited to see Mariano just not be overwhelmed like he was this past season. Um, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, part of that too is I also just think he's a little bit, he's a little bit slower too mm-hmm. um, on, on the defensive side of the ball. So I think he can easily be outrun at that second level of the defense. Um, Cause I mean, no one's going to be like Blake Cashman, right? Yeah. No one's going to be chasing Luke Falk in the backfield and sacking him on the crusty holiday ball field and Qualcomm stadium in San Diego. Yeah. No one's going to make those kind of plays or Mariano will not be able to make those kind of plays, but if he can, if he can plug a gap, that's I think his best use. Yeah. So I'm hoping for big things, at least for Mariano, because I think that's the player that came to mind for me on the defense. But of course, I'm excited for the D line. They look nasty. <laughs> uh, but I don't want to mention this and why it is going to be very heartbroken. Special teams. Oh. I'm not even going to say anything because I don't think it even matters what we think because special teams is going to do what special teams wants to do. Yeah. Uh, and Wyatt. Even if, it's not, even if it's not what they want to do, it's going to happen anyway. And for Wyatt and Lorenz, our special teams coordinator is still with the team, Rob Langer. So that's all. That's, yeah. If, if if Wyatt and Lorenz were here, they would probably be rolling in their chairs or beds and like why the hell is he still here but <laughs> but hey but jason just remember we're we're not kicking a single field goal this year our offense is going to be in the end zone every <laughs> every drive every red zone entry we get we're going we're going to the end zone and there's no doubts about it yeah and also too um i'm assuming that our specialists are vaccinated so Hopefully they don't give us another COVID scare like they did last season where we had our walk-on punter punt for us against Michigan. <laughs> oh, that was – I know. I, that hurt. I, I know, like, the guy was trying his best, but, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, special teams will likely probably be a problem again. We'll see. Uh, I all, all I ask for in special teams is – someone being able to kick a field goal longer than 35 yards please 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 Please. i don't want brock walker shanking it wide right every single time yeah and i think no and i think uh dragon uh from last season and uh grant ryersey both split duties in kicking in games i believe as well i think dragon actually did kickoffs and field goal kicks or extra points and I, I just want someone that has like that can not get the yips as uh, I put, I, I've come to learn of that term uh, when in kicking and I think Brock and um, who was our kicker before that who wore who, who's wearing um, Emmett Carpenter's number the, uh, dang it I can't recall his name but whoever is wearing Emma's current number right now. Oh, Lance? Michael Lance? Michael Lance, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I know Lance had an injury. He came back, and then, of course, he was missing kicks. Brock was dealing with injury, still making kicks. So the younger guys like Dragon and um, Ryersey, I think, should hopefully one of these guys step up. Because I, 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 I think if we can, you know, points matter, as you probably said too, Griffin, and especially with this game against Ohio State. I think we might need to get every point possible uh, coming up. But other than that, the con I can think of, which is uh, kicking <laughs> and punting, uh, I'd say I'm excited for this team. Uh, I'm excited for this Ohio State game. I will be in Florida and at Universal to have fun down there, but I'll be watching the game from YouTube TV or some sort of streaming app. But I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Do you want to do predictions? At least for you and I. Oh, oh God! <laughs> Hang on, I, pull oh. my, I have a spreadsheet here. You need to do. You need to have have one of those like um, betting spreadsheets where you just take all that data and <laughs> find out whether you take the over, or the under. Oh God! Well, oh God! Hey, no, hey, I do. I still have this. So from in the 2019 season, uh, you and Laurens tied for your predictions, I believe. 
Because yeah, you... I was I was eight no the first eight games. Yes. And then we had the week, and then I got every lat was it all of them? I think I got the last four games wrong. Yes, and then we of course you say we will win the bowl game, so you win nine and three. The 2019 season, Laron's uh, also went 9-3. Luai and I tied also on 9-4. Uh, but then I lost track of the 2020 season, uh, as usual, because that was a I rough took, season. I took a big L on that season anyway. I don't need to be reminded. Yeah. But I, even though I said I'm very excited with this experience, this roster, and having our entire coaching staff back, this is Ohio State. Like, like I know, I know you said you want to see Ryan Day and his staff, like you know, trying to figure out what the hell they can get past this uh, Gopher team. But I'm, I'm giving this an L, man. Unfortunately, like I want to give this W so bad, but I think Ohio State is just gonna pull it out in the end because they have, the, they, they, they've done it before. They've, uh, they've always, and they'll always do it. Uh, so right. I'm, I'm giving this game an L. Um, I'm not sure what score. I'm thinking. Close game, so I'm thinking 24 to 31, and we get intercepted in the end zone during our last drive for the game to be sealed. 24 to 31. That's interesting. I know. I I know it seems low, but I've been I've been feel I've, I've been leaning towards that that kind of scoring for a bit because of the 2020 season, but we'll see. But yeah, 20 we'll lose 24 to 31 to Ohio State. 2431. I am going to go with 30. We're going to take the L. 3528. I think we're just going straight touchdowns for both teams. It kind of would, it kind of reminded me I think of the Michigan game to start last year. It just seemed like we gave up a touchdown mm-hmm. and then they gave up a touchdown or maybe yeah. Uh, I think what, it's just 3528 loss. Um, I just think both teams, I mean, just look at the Vikings last year and they opened against Green Bay, how bad our defense looked. They, Green Bay put like 40-plus points up on our defense. I feel like yeah. that's how both our defenses, or both Gophers and Ohio State's defense are going to look. So it's going to be touchdowns galore. Um, everything's going to be plus six with an extra point. <laughs> and yeah. I really hope I'm wrong, though. I, I hope we get the dub. But I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, we just don't know <laughs> coming in. But uh, that's Ohio State, so it's gonna be—I'd say it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna try my best to enjoy it as much as we can uh, while I'm away. And of course, you'll be at the game, right, Griff? Uh, as I know, yes. Awesome. Sorry, I just sneezed. Uh, allergy season has started back up for me, and I'm dying. <clears throat> but let's look ahead to the other games. So um, on our schedule, so right after Ohio State, our week uh, two game is going to be against Miami of Ohio. Then we'll be at, at Colorado. And then our last non-conference game will be against Bowling Green. That's our homecoming game, I think, right? <sighs> Possibly. I think- I, yeah, co- I, I, I just I just closed the schedule, um, and I'm too lazy to pull it back up. <laughs> oh, yep, that's homecoming. Yep, and we're then, good. Um, and then we return to Big Ten play at Purdue. Then we have a bye. Then we'll be at home against Nebraska and Maryland. We'll be at Northwestern. Then we'll return home versus the Illini. Then we are away for two more games against Iowa and Indiana. And then we will return to our final game of the season against the Wisconsin Badgers to close the season. So if you're okay, Griff, uh, we're going to run through the schedule, like, you know, give our like early, again, early season predictions. So, so we can get the cat, uh, uh, category into our spreadsheet here. Um, Works for me. I'm saying we're going to, I'm going to lump all three of the, uh, non-conference games i'm saying all dubs um yep just i don't have a score in mind as of yet what you can throw me down i'll take three dubs as well all right non-conference all dubs 
Um, I will note though. Uh, I think we've won. Haven't we won like nineteen non-conference games in a row correct, or something? Correct, including the Auburn game during the bowl game we had two years ago too. Hmm? Yeah, we're we're a different breed up here in Minnesota. Yep. Um, I will note though. Remember the last time we played against Colorado uh, at Colorado? Uh, we won an overtime. Remember that from the 2015 season? Yeah, that was uh, Mitch Leidner, right? Correct, the Mitch Leidner era. Uh, or the la- I think or- that was Mitch Leidner to Rodney Smith or something. Something like that to get the overtime win. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, if that's something to note of. That's the last time we played them. Uh, Miami of Ohio, we played a couple years ago. I think during this thing is still during PJ Flex tenure. Uh, for one of the Mac games that we have with them. Um, so we played Miami of Ohio before. Yep. Uh, the new team that's uh, new to us, Griffin, at least for Griffin and I, at least when we started the podcast here with the rest of the guys, uh, we have not played Bowling Green. Um, the only thing I know about Bowling Green was that was the team that Urban Meyer took as his like first major coaching job. And he just slaughtered like other teams in his conference and in non-conference play. So I – Really don't know what to make of the current Bowling Green team or their past seasons bef- uh, after Urban Meyer left, but like that's the only thing I have to connect Bowling Green and to recent memory or, or staffs or coaches or players. I don't know anything, but we're just gonna blow them up in the end. Yep, <laughs> as <laughs> usual. Um, then next up, uh, we'll return again, like we said, we'll return to Big Ten play at Purdue. Um, and I believe Jeff Brom is still there, right? He he has uh, yes, but I also can't remember if Purdue fired their defensive coordinator or not, because he was really bad in 2019. Um, I'd have to I'd have to look, but if Purdue's defense is as bad as it was, and I still think it will be, I'm going to say that's a dub as well. You're saying a dub? I'm saying a dub. I'm saying a dub as well, but it's going to be like I swear every Purdue game that we played so far has always been a close game. Like, well, the, two like, years ago, we like were blowing them out, and then we just had that fourth quarter comeback. We just handed that to them, and we're like, "Uh, why did we only win by like seven points?" Yeah. So I'm also going to say dub, but somehow it's go it's the the final scores is just going to be a close game. Um, but yeah, I'm saying dub as well. So we're right now what uh four and one with uh, you and I. So then we have a bye. Of course, we win the bye every time. <laughs> After the bye, uh, we return home uh, with Nebraska. I'm going to say it, Griffin, and I think it, I know your answer too. Dub. I want to see. I want to see Scott Frost's Nebraska courthouse get slacked again. He's going to get fired Frank. this year. That's my hot take. He gets fired this year. Yep. Oh, I did. I, I know I said off air that uh, I didn't watch much of the Big Ten media days, but I did watch that clip of Scott Frost throwing shade at PJ. And I'm like, uh-uh. At least his slogans and catchphrases work. Just saying. Um, but he also... Just needs to stop being the old man. Yeah, but also he lost like a bunch of players too. Like, uh, was it... Uh, J.D. Spielman transferred to, I think, TCU. Uh, Correct. A few other players transferred out or left the program. A lot was, of, it, was, it, was Wandale Robinson one of them? I think so. Or unless unless he's still there. No, yeah, I think Wandale also left, uh, unless he's still there. Um, and then I think Adrian Martinez is, like, unsure if he's going to be starter or not because – uh, oh yeah, Luke McCaffrey left as well. Uh, the brother of Christian McCaffrey, who played last year, split time with Adrian Martinez, also transferred out. And oh, that I don't care about Luke because he transferred like two different schools after he left Nebraska, anyway. So I I don't care about him. <laughs> right, he like went to the. You I think he went to what was it like Kentucky or something in Kentucky, and then transferred out. To, and then transferred out again. Because he's like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna be a starter. I'm gonna transfer. Like, bro. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I t- oh, okay. So Wandale Robinson was the one that transferred to Kentucky. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, of. got it. But yeah, I just, big loss for that. I just I just want PJ and our Gophers to slack them, like, and then hopefully he gets fired. But uh, and then they hire someone bad again. <laughs> that would be ideal. And then uh, next up, we're playing Maryland at home. Um. God. I want to say dub, 
Dub. Dub. Dub because we're not going to have our crappy COVID defense. Yeah. But also, I feel like half of these games are just me being like, okay, our defense isn't as bad, so we're going to be yeah. much but, better. But also, too, I, I, I swear, it looks like Mike Loxley's offense for Talia T- uh, Tagovailoa is literally like Tua's when he was at Alabama, like a carbon copy. Like, I, I, I don't see Mike Loxley being that creative offensive mind that people are making him out to be. I don't know why people think that way. Like I think he can be a good coordinator, but let, no, <laughs> Mike Loss does not have anything special, in my opinion. But that's so, I, I mean, don't know. Stephon, Stephon Diggs seems to like him, so I think that says true. something. But dub no, I don't want to. Uh, we're not going to lose like we did last year, missing the extra point to be, lose forty four to forty five. Well, just letting him come back from like a twenty one point deficit in the fourth quarter anyway. In general, we're not going to let that happen. Nope, not again. Uh, next up, we are at Northwestern. Uh, L, L, just, <laughs> yeah. Just give me L. I'm t- I'm taking I'll the I'm taking the L too. I I don't like our chances uh, against uh, uh, Pat uh, Fitzgerald. Um, but I don't know. We're saying L now because at, at uh, is it Edmonton, Evanston. My bad. Evanston, yes. Because, like, historically, we've always lost in Evanston. Correct. Even, like, be, even before the P.J. Fleck era, like, we lost during the Crazy Clay's Jerry Kill era. Uh, I don't remember much about the Funky Brewster era. Uh, <laughs> but we haven't done well in Evanston, so I'll, I'll take that L as well. Well, we did we did well uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> Uh, and that was the game where we thought Tanner Morgan might not play because he was un- he had a concussion from that Iowa game that we lost a week before. Right. But yeah, L, we're taking the L. Yep. And, just give it to me now. Uh, then after Northwestern, we'll be back against the Illini at home against Brett Bielema's first season at slaughtered. Illinois. Slaughtered. <laughs> w. I think they lost Jake Hansen this year, their linebacker. Yeah, they lost a lot of people when they fired Lovey and then when they brought in Brett, uh, Brett Bielema as their head coach. Um, then next up, we are at Iowa. Well. <laughs> yeah. No, because if I'm looking at this, so we get we get our first three wins, right? And we beat Purdue, beat Nebraska, Maryland, and Illinois. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're seven and two with our two losses to Northwestern Ohio State. We're going to be some rank at some rank probably. Maybe not. Um, but if we are ranked, we're going to get our asses whooped in Kinnick like we usually do. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get ranked that Illinois game after we destroy them. And then we'll lose it the next week after we lose to Iowa like 17 to 14. But and, because it was a close game, they yeah. don't like us. And just because just on the stat sheet it shows a loss, they're not going to give a, a three-loss team um, a ranking. So that's just how it goes. But they'll give and then a- we'll lose. But, Indiana but, again. But then they'll give it to like uh, a, a group of five team or some other team that's not in the group of five that spots. Some that. SMU. What yeah. SMU? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and also, I, I'm willing to bet it's going to be a night game. <laughs> I would also think that would be the best. Uh, next is Indiana. Uh, I know what Wyatt says about us against Indiana at Indiana. I think Wyatt is taking the L. <laughs> Uh, I would say yes. no. I'm gonna say dub against no, L. You say L too? Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm saying dub. Remember, he's the he's the truther. <laughs> you right, you right. No, the reason I say W is that I I I know I know India has a good team, and so so do we. But I think it's gonna be a close game, and we'll take the W. Um, is this? A gut feeling that I'm getting right now, but that's fine. Hey, wait, we ch- our 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 rankings differ. Finally, Griff. <laughs> uh, then last game of the season, uh, week thirteen, we are against the Wisconsin Badgers. What do you say? W, give me that W. We're coming back. I'm gonna say W as well. We'll get the axe back, and we'll somehow put Grammarts to the ground. That's what we're talking about. So. To get our total stocks, I uh, so seven, 
eight nine. So my I predict a nine and three regular season record. And then you predict a four, five, six, seven, an eight and four overall record for our Golden Gophers. That is damn right. So what that means either way with our records, assuming we're right, uh, we will go bowling because it is a six game eligibility. Um, but do you think, well, eight and four is the, is the record, but we go, I think we eat, I think we go even in big 10 play because we win Purdue, we win Nebraska, win Maryland, uh, we win Illinois, but we both also agree Wisconsin, but we lose to at least what you said, Indiana, Iowa with Northwestern and Ohio State. So that's four and four in big 10 play. And I don't think we'll, that will get us anywhere close to taking first place in uh, the West, unless we, unless somehow miraculously all the teams get four and four and they have to do something without the head-to-head. But I don't think we're going to make the Big Ten championship with that record, especially probably in Big Ten not. But but I think eight and four is a good. I hate I hate sounding like that Gopher fan that's just settling for now and just because. And using stuff as an excuse to get better, but I think eight and four is going to be a good measurement of where we can go. Yeah, we start we start eight and four this year, then we have to be there's there's no staying the same and going another Bo Pelini eight nine win season for the next like three seasons. Like this needs to be eight and four, ten and two, twelve and zero. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'd say that's not a bad record, and we'll go to a good bowl game. You know. Hey, when we went eight and four, like what our uh, sophomore year, that was a fun San Diego trip. I'll say that. That was that was indeed. Yeah, so I, I I don't mind another holiday bowl appearance or any other bowl game. Is Outback? No, not Outback Bowl. Uh, is that which what's what's that bowl after New Year's Day that Indiana played? Uh, the Gator Bowl is that still around for the Big Ten? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll settle for that. <laughs> When was the Red Box Bowl? I think uh, no, that was before New Year's Day. Because I think Indiana went to the Red Box Bowl a couple years ago. They were like five and seven or six and six or something. Yeah, because they didn't have enough. I think uh, six and six teams. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, that's uh, Griffin and I's record. Griffin says we go eight and four, four and four in Big Ten play. I'm saying nine and three, and we go five and three in Big Ten play. No shot at the Big Ten championship. Uh, and hopefully for me, bowl game. I think it's gonna be in Florida. Or California, uh, at least don't be that game that's taking place at the New York Yankee Stadium. Pinstripes. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, that's a mess. Yeah. And then Wisconsin's just gonna slaughter the other the U. <laughs> Wisconsin's gonna go back and just obliterate who whatever team if they were to even go there. Yep. But awesome. So we got some fun tidbits to share with. Uh, this podcast as well. Uh, so that concludes our preseason predictions, at least for Griffin and myself and the overview. Uh, uh, I say overview or showcase of our gaming at Ohio state for our season opener, but great news coming out of the Gopher football locker room. Uh, Derek, Le Capitan, uh, a walk on uh, what position does he play? Griffin? Uh, shouldn't wasn't pretty sure it was linebacker, right? Linebacker uh, and special and amazing special teamer was awarded a scholarship for those watching via video. You can see uh, them, his teammates, you know, crowding around him and congratulating him on the scholarship. Um, and then, of course, uh, at the end of this video, he is calling his mom that he is officially on scholarship. So we always love those, the scholarship uh, surprises. Uh, and that's, a, I'd say, a great thing for our Golden Gophers. Uh, but that's awesome. But yeah, Derek Le Capitan is on scholarship for our Golden Gophers. Then next up, Griffin. It's been some time since our Gophers had a uniform reveal or update. Correct. What do you think of our new yeah. jerseys that's showcasing against Ohio State at 7 p.m. on at the bank at that night on two, on a Thursday the second? I'll keep it brief. They're sleek. They're clean. They're fresh. I like them a lot. It's not, it's a very smooth design and it's not too extra. 
if you can understand what I'm getting at. Yeah. No, I when I when I saw the video, like I was again, uh, they were doing all these like black flashes and fades, so I was I couldn't get a clear look. But when they showed it to the team, uh, it's it's true to what PJ's uniforms have been about. So like the numbers and names have like the uh world of boat related content, like the uh uh other uniforms do, right? But yeah. also the black with maroon trim looks very good and i will say this i it, it reminds me of the anthracite jerseys that we wore the tw- uh prior to the new uniform so the ones that uh the team wore against um the word against maryland i know uh the michigan game where we lost in the fourth quarter because they just stood around and did nothing our freshman year 2015 oh god uh, those anthracite jerseys with like the anthracite gray with the maroon uh, trim and like the gold letters, like for the block M and other trimmings, like yeah, that these uniforms remind me of that, and I like that design. So I think going back to those uniforms are great, and I I really like these uniforms and also the helmet decals being blacked out as well because uh, they're right. We gotta have a packed stadium and lights out. Uh, we gotta play lights out against Ohio State. So. I, I like the uniform finally, and we can stop wearing those atrocious uh, anthracite ones. That the new ones that we got, like I don't like the anthracite. I like the uh, the maroon ones and the white ones, but the anthracite grays that uh, PJ introduced. Ugh, I I, I just I, I wasn't digging them. I I like them all. I know you do. I don't think there's gonna be a probably very few jerseys where I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna wear that. I think they all look clean. Yeah. But uh, to move on ahead, um, let's go to hot takes. Is there any takes or anything interesting that you think we should discuss between you and I, or maybe save? Uh, if you have any, maybe save some for the rest of the crew. But let's go to hot takes. Just about the Gophers or college football in general. Anything it can be NFL, Gopher football, college football. Again, it's hot Scott takes on anything. Frost. Scott Frost is fired by the end of this year. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say before the end of the year because they have a new AD. That's true. They do. I just don't see how, like, is Scott Frost getting just more slack and leeway than, like, any other coach at because, Nebraska? Because he's the prodigal you know, son. Pelini, exactly. It's like, okay, Bo Pelini can win you eight, nine games guaranteed every year and get you to a bowl game and generate money that way. But, okay, you fire him. Mike Riley or whatever, you give him one or two years, boom, you boost him out, and you bring in this, you know, God Almighty, um, you know, the Lord and Savior. Scott Frost goes what? Like Scott undefeated Frost. undefeated at UCF. And right. he's and he's had three five and seven seasons or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or three seasons all under five hundred, hasn't made a bowl. Um, he's probably like, so what, three seasons? So that's 20, is that 21 conference games? He's probably won like nine conference games total and they're all against garbage teams. Um, plus I just don't see how he's still hired. I, yeah. No, but he can't even win in a conference. Yeah. So here's what I see. Um, as well, I'm over, it's just go, this is a hot take and Laurence may disagree with me, but I think Jeff Braun would also be fired from Purdue. Interesting, because uh, oh, I would be surprised. Yeah, uh, it's a hot take because I feel as though Jeff Braun can never get over the hump for Purdue, like at least for his teams, to like get to contention for the Big Ten West. Like I know Laurence. Uh, views um Jeff Brown as like the the best X's and O's guy in the Big Ten West. But I feel he though he can't get it. Like if if I think if Brown was a coordinator in the Big Ten level or in the NFL, I think that case is true. Like he's a really good X's and O's guy, but as a head coach that has to oversee the big picture, not just offense but also defense and special teams. I don't think he has the knack for it and can't get over that hump. Um, and I think he's going to get fired because uh, 
of course, in 2019, he had no control over the injuries and the record itself in some ways. But, you know, again, Jeff Brown fell short. And now that Indiana is making its resurgence in the in the state of Indiana itself, I think Indiana might be the better program in that state alone, other than uh, outside of, you know, again, their rivalry between them and Purdue for that, was it the Little Brown something or or whatever trophy they play for. So I think Jeff Brown is going to get fired as well. So in the West, Scott Frost and uh, um, Jeff Brown, uh, bye-bye. Um, as for the East, do you think Michigan State will keep Mel Tucker by chance? 100%. You think so? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, other than that, I, I don't I don't see any potential. Ooh, do you think Ben Jim? I, I think the person likely to leave could be Jim Harbaugh. Like, like I think Greg Schiano is going to year two. I think he'll he'll stay. Mel Tucker is going to year year two. Uh, year two, who will also stay. Mike Loxley again did well last season, so he'll stay. Ryan Day is of course staying. Paul. Is it, is it, what's it, Paul Allen or Tim Allen that was the head coach for Indiana? Or Tom Allen? Tom, my bad. Tom? Tom Allen? Um, um, so I think out of all those coaches in the East, those seven coaches, I think Jim Harbaugh might be the guy to go. But I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on the East? Yeah, I can't really see anyone moving. Obviously, you're not going to kick Shiano out after one season. Um, Loxley, I just, yeah, I mean, I would agree with your assessment because I don't see in any situation how any other coach could get fired, and I don't think they're going to be savage enough to do it after because most of those coaches have only been there for a very short amount of time. So Yeah. Unless like, like the like the like the next hot and coming head coach becomes available, because I I won't be surprised if some of these programs just punt on their current staffs just to get someone that they want or like the guy that could be there. Because I, I think it was a Mel Tucker who was hired. I think he only went like six and six or five and seven with uh, uh Colorado State or Colorado whichever university. Yeah, Colorado. Yep, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think Jim Harbaugh may could go. Um, but I don't know. I'm leaning towards Jim Harbaugh leaving, but I don't know. Are they going to? Are you think, thinking the end season or like mid season? Because is it like another one of those he can't beat Ohio State type things? Are they playing Ohio State for the last game of the season? I don't know for sure, but I'm sure they are. I'm gonna Google it right now. Michigan Wolverine football schedule. Yep, they play Ohio State uh, on Thanksgiving weekend. I think if it is uh, another loss against Ohio State on that weekend... I think he. I think he goes. Either he gets fired or he uh, jumps ship and goes to another program before it gets the uh, boot. Either be college or NFL. You think? I, I don't know. Would he? Would he be a fit for the NFL ranks <laughs> again? You know, it's. I think he would, but I think any coach who's given the chance would make it in the NFL. I mean, yeah. Hell, PJ was in the NFL. Yep. Well, I think. Oh, I I want to. This is a hot take as well. This might be spicy, and I think Wyatt may like how spicy this is. But we'll have to ask him later. Indiana wins the Big Ten East. Jeez. <laughs> is that is that is that spicy? All. All aboard. <laughs> Holy cow. Let's go. 
can ride that train all the way to let's, Indy. Let's go. Any, uh, any, uh, Indiana winning the East, going back to Indy to go for the Big Ten championship. Nothing better. Oh, question: Who's gonna win the West if we don't do it to play Indiana in the championship game? I mean, let's be honest. Probably Wisconsin. Probably. <laughs> and then, and then we were like, okay, Tom Allen. Wolf Wisconsin's ass, please. <laughs> we will all be Hoosiers for one day. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, I think that's all the hot takes I can come up with. Um, yeah, that's all I got for now. I'm sure we'll get more on future podcasts. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, for all of our listeners and viewers uh, for today's podcast, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we're going to end today's podcast, but thank you so much for watching again. And we'll be in touch for episode 34. Uh, again, maybe before Ohio State or after, but we will see. But again, thank you for your time. And we'll be up live again soon. Have a great night, everyone. Thank you.